Welcome to C-Suite Radio. It's time for another edition of The Brett Allen Show. It's go time, you and me! Join us weekly for the latest pop culture interviews from your favorite TV shows, movies, comedians, and so much more. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, it felt good. Plus, you never know who will drop by. What happened here was a miracle. Now, here is your host. I said throw down, boy. Welcome to the night's main event. Brett Allen. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. We're talking with actor and comedian John Gabris. Uh, 101 Places to Party Before You Die just dropped on HBO Max. This travel, I don't know, is it a travel show? It's comedy, you and your buddy Adam. I mean, this, I think, was, is like some of the best television out there. <laughs> Thanks so much for your time. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, if you're going to lead off with saying the show is some of the best TV out there, I'll sit here. You can have all my fucking time you want, Brett. Uh, thank you so much. Um, yeah. It's a travel show where our goal was to make it funny. We just wanted to make a funny travel show. We didn't care so much about conveying the information about the mouth feel of certain sliders or anything like that. We were just like, we just wanted to be funny and we like travel shows and we like, uh, you know, travel docs. So getting to do that genre was fun for us as well. Yeah. I mean, really, I mean, Adam is just funny anyway, and so are you, but then the two of you together, I think this is like everybody's like dream, uh, travel show, but you really get to experience the places that you go to, uh, and you have fun too. So, uh, you know, I know you, I, I, the question always gets asked, you know, what was the concept behind it or how did you come up with it? But I think, you know, for a show like this, uh, it is kind of interesting because you did go to so many different places. Um, was this film during pandemic COVID ish times um, uh, or yeah, kind of a fil- mix of things? Cause it kind of gives that feel just a little bit. We shot the pilot in the, in the heat of it in like uh, 2021. Uh, it, yeah. In 2021. And so that was so the Denver episode is kind of more in it. And I were like at less crowded bars and restaurants and always sitting at tables by ourselves. But for us, shoot, shooting the pilot was the first thing I did, really, to go to Denver to shoot that first episode was the first time I was on a plane in a couple of years. The first time I was in Uber in a couple of years, the first time I was inside a restaurant in a couple of years. And I ripped all that Band-Aid off with one day while cameras were rolling on us. <laughs> uh, later on, when we would go on to do, uh, we shot the rest of the season starting in 20, uh, early 2022 in February 2022. And uh, that was uh, it was really cool because the world had kind of, uh, you know, country had kind of opened again. People were a little scared, but it was great to get to go to different restaurants and bars and, you know, bring business and spend money and servers who had just had a brutal couple of years. Uh, if they even were able to work, it was not fun. So getting a drop in and over tip and uh, buy a bunch of rounds of drinks for people in different bars was a real highlight of the gig for sure. Yeah. I think one of you mentioned something in one of the episodes about your wife is just thankful that you have jobs and you're able <laughs> to work and get out of the house after two years. 
Yeah, well, it's one of those things where normally if like you're in a partnership or you have shared responsibilities at home, if you're like, hey, I'm going to go on eight weekend trips with my buddy in the next couple of months, that might get frowned upon. But if you're like, and I'll be getting paid for it uh, so I can help us pay the rent, then it's kind of like, all right, hun, see you later. (laughs) Catch you later. Well, I'll, I'll walk the dog. See you in eight weeks or whatever. Yeah, that's funny. Well, it's a lot of fun. And the Denver episode, obviously, since we live here, was definitely one of my favorites to see you go to a couple places that I've been to. Um, and do you, uh, have us to, do, do you have a spot? Usually when we go to a city that people live in, the, the thing they want to tell us the most is the spot we missed. So do we have a spot that do, do you have a spot you love in Denver that you want to share? Well, out I right do, but I, I will tell you the waffle lab in Fort Collins is one of the best places because the name they, alone has got me intrigued by the way. Yeah. I'll have, <laughs> I'll send a link to your publicist for you to check out or I'll DM you. It's the waffle lab and they do. The cool thing is, is like if you have, food allergies like my son does they do gluten-free options and wheat-free but it's still good but the way that they do the waffles is it's um it's a dough that they put into the waffle iron but it's not a typical waffle mix so it's got a different flavor and a different texture to it and they do of course the chicken and waffles is you know Mm. always so good it's the sweet and savory uh, I mean, it's just really good. And the place is always busy. Um, it's one of the first places that now I'm hungry <laughs> that we went to uh, <laughs> when we moved here. But it's in Fort Collins. And it's really good. It's been on uh, Triple D with Guy Fieri has covered it. Um, and then another spot just for fun for kids is Totally 80s Pizza in Fort Collins as well, which is an 80s themed pizza place. Um, the food is pretty good, but it's the nostalgia there is what you go for. I mean, it's like if you grew up in the 80s, like I did, um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, in Denver, we go to 5280s, uh, which is like a crazy uh, 80s uh, nostalgia toy store. And that same was, concept. Uh, yeah, as like a 40 year old, that was very, uh, very fun to be in there and see all the toys from my youth just available to. Per- That's like the crazy thing about getting older and having money. It's like I remember the second I got like a little bit of money, I f- I bought the Infinite Infinity Crisis Marvel run, and this was before the movies were announced. I was just so happy to be like these were the biggest comics when I was a kid, and now I can go on eBay. They're ninety something dollars altogether. I can actually afford that. It was like a yeah. dream come true. Yeah, it's funny <laughs> with pop culture, you know, looking at some of these things that are out and that exist. We were just at Denver Comic Con. I did press for that. And some of the things that were there is just mind blowing uh, because it's like I had these when I was a kid and now they're just, you know, who knows where they are. But what I learned a pro tip, you may or may not know this. If you go to these events, I found out from an actual vendor. um, If you wait until the last day at the end of the day, these guys uh, don't want to carry all this stuff back with them. So they're willing to cut deals on some of these collectibles. So that's the best thing. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit. Of course, the show is great. It's on HBO Max. Um, and oh, I really yeah. encourage fans to watch if you're listening and watching this conversation. I want to talk about just your career in a nutshell because you've had a lot of success. You've you've done a lot of different shows, sitcoms, um, I mean, just you've been all over the map as far as 
uh, some of the comedy that you do, but really quick, where did that journey start for you? Like, where did the interest come into your life and begin for you when you knew, A, this is something I could do and B, not just that, but it's something that I probably could get paid for before you obviously knew you could speaking of money. Yeah. Well, uh, the medium itself working in entertainment, whatever, I guess I had misdirected motivation when I was a kid and I loved movies and TV so much and I would watch it. So like it was my babysitter. You know, I was the oldest latchkey kid. Just come home, put on TV, come on, put on movies, free HBO weekend. I'm not going outside. I'm watching whatever movies are on HBO all weekend. And that triggered me to be like, I love all these movies I watch. So that means I should be a Navy SEAL or like an elite soldier, like in all these movies. So like, I like misunderstood what I was liking about it so much. And then later on in life, I wanted to be an FBI agent in my, in my high school years. And it wasn't until I was like a senior in high school and did like a talent show. And then going to college, I was a bio major. Cause I thought I was going to work in forensics and like, you know, like days, days into <laughs> days into college, I was like, wait a minute, there's like a comedy group here. Uh, and then I like put it all together. It's like, I don't like I want to play a Navy SEAL. I want to play an FBI agent. <laughs> so then I like was just at like an activity fair and someone was like, oh, you should join the put an H next to your name. We were like signing up for th at the theater thing. I'm like, oh, I didn't do theater in high school or anything, but I was like, that'd be fun. I love messing around. And then they're like, oh, you seem you, you seem funny. You should put an H next to your name for like the humor group or whatever. I was like, sure. Uh, whatever the fuck that is. Then I joined an improv and sketch group in college. And that was, you know, the year 2000. And, uh, Changed my perspective. I was like, this is more fun than college. This is more fun. So then I just wanted to do comedy. And, you know, uh, I thought uh, making money working into like, so I was also like a PA and an intern. Okay. So you like kind of had H1 a... and shit. So I, okay. I, like, I was like, oh, I'm going to move to New York City and work in TV while I try to make it. I had no idea, like, really what my family didn't have like the money for me to be like, I'm going to just kind of like get an apartment and become an actor. So I had to like uh, figure out what that meant. And I got like PA jobs and shit like that. I was hustling back then. Yeah, that's where it starts. I mean, Tom Segura was saying that he used to do production and editing work for like all these reality shows. Um, you know, a lot of these comedians or comic actors. So where did your first break really come? Like, when did it hit for you? Um, I guess... You know, I don't know if I ever really had a break as much as I've had, like, uh, whatever the opposite of a death of a thousand cuts is like, you know, I've had like a thousand small steps and they've all kind of sure. added added up to a journey. Like, but I guess I started to, the first popular thing I did was a show called Guy Code on MTV, too. Yeah. In like in like the mid aughts that people uh, or uh yeah, mid aughts, uh, early 2010s pe that people were into wasn't exactly my sense of humor, but I had a blast doing it, loved working with the people I was working with. Um, but that was probably the early I. Early on in my career, I like 
did two seasons of a game show called The Substitute, where I pretended to be a substitute teacher and then revealed (laughs) that it was like a cash cab like kind of situation in their classroom. And that that was really fun. And that kind of even though that wasn't at all what I wanted to do, but it just opened my eyes to like all the kind of stuff you can do in the industry. So I was like overwhelmed with that in a good way. I'm like, yay, we can do anything. (laughs) That's funny. So do you enjoy doing like the roast or like the wild knout stuff? Is that fun for you? Or do you, do you enjoy more of like the television, the stuff that's a little bit more structured uh, and that sort of thing? That's a good question. I'm not really sure. I like, uh, the phrase that's coming to my mind right now is beggars can't be choosers. Uh, <laughs> that's and, a good answer. <laughs> I yeah. love that. And for me, I'm just happy to be uh, getting paid a day rate anywhere. Uh, but like to use specifics that you use, like wild and out is particularly fun because I have like friends. I've been doing the show on and off for like several years. So I have some friends that when I get to go back, I'm like, oh, shit, so and so is here. It's nice to see conceited or Chico or whoever. Um And then like, uh, you know, TV, like getting to go on big budget TV always feels cool because then you feel like you're participating in like a giant machine. Like when I was a recurring extra on 30, I played one of the non-speaking writers on 30 Rock. And also like I'd done a scene in Bones and Brooklyn Nine-Nine and like these big productions when you do like one day, like you feel the weight of like what's involved in like a like a Bones production. I got to be like near a boat in a lake in L.A. Like there's like so much going on because it's a fucking, you know, they've got the juice behind it. I love it. Well, we had Maddie Smith on from Wild Now last year and she said similar things, you know, like Wild Now's fun because of the improv aspect. But even a lot of that, uh, you know, is planned to a degree, obviously, because um, when you're filming a show, but it's just fun, I think. To be able to do something you love, you know, not to sound trite, you won't work a a day in the rest of your life. (laughs) Right, right. And this show, 101 Places to Party Before You Die, is definitely, I really do mean that. It's a really good show. I've I've watched it a couple times uh, because the episodes are short and fun. And uh, I mean, it's just cool to see. I love travel shows too, but this is, I think, like a fun travel show that you can watch. And if you live in one of those places, it might expose somebody uh, to something that they didn't know existed in their hometown. Um, Very cool stuff. Uh, What's your website and how can people connect with you to see what you're up to, John? Uh, I, my website's gabris.com. I don't know how much updates I'm doing there, but if you follow, Follow me at Gabris on Twitter and Instagram. I'm always posting what I'm up to. I'm po- like, like I said before, like, uh, you know, uh, journey of a thousand steps. I'm a podcaster. I have a f- couple of podcasts. I yes. pop up uh, on other people's podcasts. I recur like do random TV shit. Um, so I'm out there. I'm around. But uh, if you're listening to this and you're curious, check out 101 Places to Party Before You Die now on HBO Max. We got eight episodes. One of the things we are hearing from a lot of viewers is they love that we went to like Richmond and Denver and Atlanta and like cities that people could like afford to go to and cities that people live near. So like I highly recommend, you know, if you're like, oh, shit, we we can steal a weekend away in Denver. Let's check it out. And then maybe add the Waffle Lab in Fort Collins to your uh, list because that sounds good as hell. (laughs) 
Thanks for listening and being a part of today's conversation. Thank you! If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. It's absolutely free. A mega proportions. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. And remember, we care.